You're listening to Wait On Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single, understand the fear of being alone, and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. Hey loves, I'm your host, Tracy Noel, and welcome back to another episode of Wait on Purpose. And this is a podcast that was created to empower us women in overcoming our emotional discomfort with being single, understanding our fear of being alone, and transforming it to self-love, while also just celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. I truly believe that it's extremely important to build foundations and plant seeds in every area of our life um, that will bring on this massive growth and development um, before we get into a relationship or marriage. That's just my view on things. And I believe that one of the reasons that we are single is so that we can optimize and thrive in those areas and heal so that we bring um, less baggage to the table. Um, And some of those areas that we can be striving in and building foundations in is um, health and wellness, finances and career, our interpersonal relationships and our relationship with God. So today I'm pouring into my interpersonal relationships and I'm connecting with women who I feel is um, boldly stepping into their season of singleness. Um, I have learned so much from hearing other people's stories and just how they show up in the world. So I'm really excited to connect with today's guest. Um, I actually met this queen at a parents retreat with, I think it was, I want to say Stand as One or Stand for Children Chicago. And um, it's a nonprofit education um, advocacy organization that's focused on um, ensuring that all students receive a high quality and relevant education, especially those whose boundless potential is overlooked and under tapped because of their skin color or where they stay or their language or their disability. So it's a really great organization. Um, and if you want to know more, you can visit stand.org. But we connected right away during this retreat. Um, so I would like to introduce Raquel. She is an up-and-coming, on-the-rise, inspirational speaker. Um, Raquela has, through many trials and errors, ups and downs, has, has learned um, how to use her pain as a catalyst and push into her greatness. Uh, she has this relaxed but in-your-face style that propels women of all walks into their truth and their greatness. So I would like to welcome Raquela. How you doing, love? I am amazing. How are you? I am blessed. Um, it's Great. such a... Such a pleasure to connect with you today. So thanks for coming. Like, you are truly welcome. And it is it has been such a pleasure to connect with you as well. I am so excited that you have invited me to um, your po- podcast on tonight. Thank you so much for inviting me 
to your journey. So I really appreciate you. And once again, just thank you so much for, for, you know, taking out the time to talk to me on today. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel the same way. So let's get started. I would like to start this off by um, just asking you what's something that you are celebrating and proud of at this moment in your life? Say that again for me, Tracy. What's, what's something that you are celebrating, something that you are proud of at this moment in your life? Okay, something that I am celebrating and proud of. It, it's something really small, but I am more so learning to celebrate and be proud of myself in this season of my life. Um, I spent the last few years of my life kind of in this funk, felt like I was in this valley, and I feel like I've just recently come, in, come out. So I am just really enjoying getting to know myself again, getting to reconnect with my gifts and my talents. So, yeah, that's where I am right now in my life. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, that's definitely something to celebrate. Um, so thanks for sharing that. Um, and so, Raquel, you are the creator of Speaking Power to Your Truth. Can you tell us more about that and how that came about? Yeah, so speaking power to your truth. For as long as I've always remembered, I've always wanted to be an inspirational speaker. Um, this was ever since I was at the age of 14. I always knew that I had to give to uplift, motivate, and inspire individuals, and I so love it. So speaking power to your truth was really birthed out of all of my experiences, my life experiences, and one day I was sitting around, and a lot of times we have a tendency when we're going through things, we kind of keep them to ourselves, and we kind of shut other people out. So I was sitting back one day, and I'm like, you know what? I've been holding back a lot. How about I start speaking power to my truth? So it was just birthed out, out of just different things that I was going through, and I felt like I wanted to give women and men a platform to testify and speak about things that they are going through because a lot of times when we're, when we're going through a certain situation we feel like we are the only person in the world going through that when in actuality there are tens of hundreds of people maybe going through the same exact situation that you are going through so if we're able to be transparent and kind of connect and, and share those things with one another, then we're able to pull each other out. We're able to gain momentum and power. So that is the really the gist behind of me creating uh, Speaking Power to Your Truth. Absolutely. And I totally agree with you about um, kind of telling your story. I think that we all have a story. Um, and that's what I discovered as well is Although we are unique in our own way, our stories are what connect us. And you never exactly. know what someone is going through. And you just kind of being transparent and speaking your truth. You don't know how Absolutely. that will connect with them and yeah. uplift them. So definitely, it's so powerful. And it's therapeutic. I think once you it start really speaking, it, it's like a healing power that comes from it. You know, you feel... It is. It is because, yes, and, and there's also in the word, you know, I don't know how many people of us, we read the Bible, but I grew up in the word. So mm -hmm. that's all that's in me. Sometimes we may stray away, but that word is always 
in us because that's a seed that has been planted. And there's a word in the word of God that states we are set free by the words of our testimony. So whenever you are sharing your experiences and your testimony, your hardships, and even our good, our valley situations, whenever we're sharing those things, we are not only are we setting other people free, but we are also setting ourselves free. So when we talk and we speak about these things, we deliver ourselves and we allow other people to tap into their deliverances and their breakthroughs. So that's why it's so important that we get around like-minded people and we just speak power to our truth. And, and that's just, that's, that's the, that, that's, that's it. That's yeah. true. <laughs> it's so true. It's definitely true. And I like the yeah. way you, you said that. Um, now, I did want to ask you, because I know that you are an inspirational speaker. So what's the difference between inspirational and motivational speaker, or are they one and the same? Well, they're kind of one and the same, but I like to label myself inspirational because motivation, um, you know, rah, rah, you can get up and you can motivate people. Mm -hmm. And then right after, you know, that speech is over, some people go back to their same, you know, ways. But inspiration is like, it's kind of you like planting a seed Mm -hmm. and it's like you're in you're inspiring. So that's why I call myself an inspirational speaker because I like to, to plant seeds. So that, that's how I, that's how I identify the difference between motivate, you motivate people, inspire, you inspire, you, you evoke thought and you evoke change in people. So for me, that's the difference between a motivational and an inspirational speaker. Absolutely. And if I'm not mistaken, inspired does come from in spirit. And so, like you said, planting that seed and deep into a person's spirit um, is what kind of sticks with them and grows. So I like it. I love it, love it, love it. So how do you pour into yourself? Like, how do you practice self-love and self-care? There's like this internal cup that I feel that we have so how do you pour into your internal cup? How do I? Well, I pour into my internal cup. I, <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys. I have such a, a little small cold, but it, it didn't stop me today. So <laughs> pouring into my cup, what I do is I, I have a few inspirational speakers that I love to listen to. So um, Sarah Jake Roberts, like mm-hmm. she is one of my favorites. She is so awesome and she's so amazing. Wow. And to me, she's an inspirational speaker. She invokes thought and it's like, wow. <laughs> so I also listen to Lisa Nichols. Mm-hmm. I also listen to Eric Thomas. So that's kind of okay. where I get my fuel from. Um, music is what fuels me, gospel music. I love praise and worship. Um, so and praying also you have to have your connection with a higher power and people give me energy also whenever i see an opportunity to uplift encourage someone oh my goodness that like that fills me up and it's like i have to keep going i have to keep doing this because i'm inspiring someone so those are some of the things that i do you know rituals that i do to keep myself filled up and, um, you know, moving and pushing forward through whatever I have to. Yeah, and, and I think it is important that we pour into ourselves as much as possible. For some reason, mm-hmm. I don't know how the term selfish came into self-love, self-care, taking time out mm-hmm. for yourself. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's selfish. I think it's essential. It's and I not. Think, 
um, someone wise once told me, I'm pretty sure it was Ayana, but she was explaining like, okay, we have this inner cup, like, okay, my cup overflows. And she say, but mm -hmm. everything inside of that cup is for me and the overflow is yes, for right. everyone else, right? Yes, I was going to say that. Yeah, I just think yeah. that is so important to know that we cannot give from an empty cup. And we cannot. Yeah. We will definitely be running on fumes. And I've, I've yeah. learned that through things, like, it's like you pour into people so much because you want people to heal and you mm -hmm. see them and you're like, I've been there before and, and I want to help you. And it's like you pouring and you pouring and you pouring and it's like you're not receiving the same thing that you're pouring. So exactly. it is important that we take the time to step back rejuvenate ourselves because as you just stated we cannot you cannot pour from an empty glass so how can I in, encourage and inspire someone if I can't uplift encourage and inspire myself it all starts with me and I've had to learn that that's a lesson that I've had to learn and it was learned the hard way you know so yeah. yes definitely absolutely and I feel like um I, I don't know, like with, like, even with me, like, I feel like the things that I do teach or the things that I do coach are pretty much things that I've had to heal through that I'm still healing and learning from. And so mm -hmm. I feel like a student and teacher, even through my moments of, you know, teaching and inspiring and motivating, I feel like it's for me too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so Okay. Why are you single? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I am single in waiting. So, waiting. you know, I'm, yeah, be, I mean, because I mean, I don't like to place blame or anything. And I just say that the last relationship, it just, it didn't work out. You know, it was a very long relationship and it really, it just didn't work out. So, you know, I, I got my daughter from it. So, that was that was a beautiful thing that I received, you know, from that a beautiful gift. She's eight now. Mm -hmm. um, so after I ended that relationship, I made the conscious decision. You know what, Raquella, you're going to stay single until you are made whole. Mm -hmm. Like, because I went through so much in that relationship and, and it, and it's not even all of his fault. It's stuff that I allowed to happen. So right. I was so broken and I had lost so much. And when I say lost so much, I'm not talking about material things, but I kind of lost bits and pieces of myself. Yes. I forgot whom I was and who God called me to be, yes. you know? And so I made the decision, you know, not to get into another relationship until I, you know, I, I was healed and I felt like I, I was ready, you know. So as of right now, I'm like I said, I'm still in waiting, waiting to be married, waiting for the person that God has created for me to, to come along, that person that's compatible and has some of the same life goals and inspirations that I have. So. That's why I decided to to stay single, just to give myself time to heal. Because I know if I if I had went into another relationship, it, it was going to be full of baggage, and then mm -hmm. I was going to have compiled hurt, compiled brokenness on top of brokenness and hurt. And you just don't really want to do that. So for those reasons, I decided to remain single and until time. You know? Yeah, I mean, I totally totally get that, and. 
you know, even with me, I, I kind of was just like, you know what, I'm not even going to have sex. I, I've been abstinence for three years. Exactly. Yeah, and, me too. I've been celibate for, for, I've been celibate for a long time and it's like, <laughs> okay, yes, you know, yeah. so it's, does it get hard sometimes? Absolutely. Well, most definitely. But I made a promise to myself and I, and I used to make that promise all the time. Like, Oh, I'm not, I'm going to be celibate until I'm married. And I always broke that promise. But this time mm-hmm. around, I said, you know what? I'm not breaking that promise to myself. Raquella. I promise you the next, the next man that you are intimate with is going to be your husband, yep. your guys and husband. And that's how I feel. And I'm like, you know, and now I'm just like, I'm like, I look at some people like, you're not worth these pearls. You're not me op- worth opening up the cookie jar or the treasure box. So, you're not lying. You know. <laughs> and it's something that happens. Like when you, like, because I've learned about soul ties. And like I said, I have taken this time to heal and to really mm-hmm. understand what I want, what I need, what I just won't tolerate. Yeah. And one thing exactly. that has really heightened during this time of abstinence for me is my spirit of discernment. So I'll put myself Mm -hmm. out there ever so often and go on a date and do this. But now I'm giving that space to get to know a person and I'm learning and discovering like, nah, that's not going, that's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? You know what? We are women of age now. Yeah. So we are not like 19, 25, Mm -hmm. 26. It's like, for me, it's like, sometimes you just know instantly like, this is not going to work even just based off of a for me i know based off of at least one or two conversations i'm like this is not going to work you instinctively yeah you instinctively know that it's not going to work you know so yeah definitely use of no and not not to cut you off though but but before that i was not like i was strictly getting attached and emotionally invested in these men without getting to know them and then by the time i realized you caught on to that game (laughs) yeah i was already like emotionally attached so i couldn't even break away because i'm already invested in it oh my goodness it was harder for me to you know pull away you are preaching to the choir. That's exactly what happened to, to me. You know, when I met my daughter's dad, oh my gosh, like I was so on fire. Like mm-hmm. I had this deal for life and he came and he didn't really have any goals, any aspirations. And me, you know, being the inspirational person that I am, tried to motivate this uh-huh. man, <laughs> he tried to lift him up and break him, trying to do what God, only God can do. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so while Breaking I'm trying to pick, <laughs> while I'm trying to pick up the broken pieces, I'm being broken, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, and by the time I woke up, it's like I had lost so much and I knew the relationship was not a correct fit, but I kept going because I be, like you said, I became comfortable. Our mm-hmm. souls became one, you know, and it's, yeah. it got the more, the longer I stayed, the harder it became to to leave and to let go, you know. And one day I just woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm tired. This yeah. is not going to work anymore. And yeah. I, I made, I, I did a smooth phone call like, you know what? <laughs> it's not going to work. It's over. And this was like a five-year relationship and we broke mm-hmm. up over the phone, you know, and I was just like, I can't do it no more. I have to go back to me. And so now it's really been an, an uphill battle trying to get back 
to where, you know, I once was. So, you know, definitely we have to be careful. We have to not get so emotionally attached, although it's really hard because when you get lonely, yeah, you get lonely, you you want that comfort. You don't always want to be talking to the walls or to your eight-year-old daughter like me, you know, Mm -hmm. she's good company, but sometimes I need some adult company, you know? Right. (laughs) testosterone yeah. shoe and um, exactly you said testosterone <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but if you can say anything um what did your last relationship teach you like what's one lesson that you really got out of it that kind of sticks with you up until today oh my goodness don't lower your standards Mm -hmm. please do not and I know it sounds so cliche Mm -hmm. do not lower your sandals do do not drop down to someone else's vibration you have to make them come up to your level you know and that's exactly what I did I went down to where he was God sits high and he looks low but never does he ever come up off the throne and walk he doesn't do that and yeah. we have to do the same thing we we cannot move up off our throne we have to stay we have to to make that person come and meet us where where we are and that's exactly what God does he he makes us meet him where he is which is high so if you want to come if you want to remain on that throne then you have to make them reach for that throne you know and if they reach for it and they they obtain that throne then that's a keeper they're worth it because they they made that conscious effort to come where you are so definitely do not do not drop your standards. And another thing he told me, which was, it should have rang a bell in my head. One day we were sitting and we were having, we were laying, rather, and we were having pillow talk. And I always like to talk about dreams, goals, aspirations. And I would always ask him, what do you aspire to do? What, what do you, where do you see yourself? And you know what, let's not even do five years because that may be a little bit too much. Where, where do you see yourself in a year? I don't know, just, you know, um, you know, just living, really, mm-hmm. just living. Mm-hmm. So I told him where I saw myself, you know what this man told me? What Queen, do you know what he told me? What he said, that? you dream too big. Ooh. This man told me, he said, you dream too big. I said, and I would never, ever in my life ever forget that ever, wow. never, ever, ever. He told me I dream too big. And I was like, well, and that should have been my exit cue right there. So, ladies, uh, gentlemen, please never come off your throne for anyone. Let them reach for you. That, that yeah, that, wow. that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. call those type of people crop killers. You know, you know, mm-hmm. we have our seeds and we're trying to plant our seeds and they, they're, they're the ones that's kind of coming around trying to kill our crops. They have they no place in our life. No, they don't. They, they don't, don't know. know. They're being they, used. They they've been since they've been sent and yep. we've been blindsided i was blindsided and yep. in hindsight i'm like oh my goodness oh uh, okay all right okay 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 the negative powers that be y'all got me this time but i promise you you won't get me again like you got me right. before <laughs> i know that's right yeah, yeah they have no no place yeah in our lives um so, so what, I know you said that you were waiting and, you know, waiting and single um, to become whole. So what does being whole and complete, like, what does that mean to you? And how does that look? So, 
So being whole and complete is balanced to me. Yes. It's yes. balanced. It's like you're not too much of this and you're not too much of that. Like I used to be so spiritual that I couldn't even be natural. Everything was all God and this. And <laughs> as, I've, <laughs> as I've gotten older, I've learned how to balance the natural and the spirit because you can't always be in the spirit and you can't always be in the natural. So balance is just like finding like that middle ground. It's also just learning how to love and accept yourself again, how to be at one with yourself again. Again, how to be at peace with yourself again, how to embrace your flaws, you know, yes. and if you want to change them, then work on changing them, you know, so it, it's just like being in harmony with everything and everyone around you, you know, and you'll know when you begin to sync up because you'll be seeing like the same numbers over and over again, yep. or someone could be thinking something and you say what they're thinking and they say, I was just thinking that, you yeah. know, my daughter, my daughter and I are, are very in sync. Like she's only eight, but we sync so well, like I'll be sitting and I'll be thinking something and she'll say what I'm thinking and then vice versa. I'm like, oh wow. my goodness, you know, so, so yeah. <laughs> <He's cute. laughs> I want a twin. No, that's like twin, that's twin action. Um, yeah. But so what is one thing that you feel like every woman should have in her possession? Um, one thing. One thing that every woman should have in her position. Or a possession. A what? Know, possession. A crying pillow? Possession. A crying pillow. Okay. I don't know. No, expound <laughs> on that. I like that. I don't know. It just can't a crying pillow. Like, mm. you know, on your days when you haven't had such a rough day and well, you have a, a rough day, I'm sorry, and you just don't want to mess up your good pillowcases, you're <laughs> crying to your pillow. You I know, know that's right. So Okay. Yeah, so in a in a diary, like I'm a really simple girl, like I'm not really materialistic. Mm -hmm. A diary, a diary is a necessity because we as women, we tend to to overthink and overprocess things. So if you can just have a few moments to yourself and get a pretty pen and a pretty journal and just write out your day, you know, and then maybe go back the next day and be like, you know, what could I have done differently to make this situation and this outcome different? So a journal and a crying pillow. Yeah. I love that. Um, mm -hmm. And just to share with you what, um, Maya Angelou said is um, every woman should have like this black lace bra and um, tools. Like she should know a flathead from a Phillips screwdriver. Yeah. She have uh -huh. those tools around the house. So like, I love that. Um, someone else said that every woman should have a budget. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I just love um, a crying pillow, especially because yeah. there are going to be days where we just going to have to let it out. Um, and then we months. so much better. Months. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about depression. Do you, oh my goodness. <laughs> let's talk Come about depression because mm -hmm. something that I've come to discover, um, you know, I'm like, for the most part, I'm like this happy-go-lucky, jovial type of person. You know, I like to look at the silver lining and everything. Um, mm -hmm. So there was a time when I would just cry for no reason. Like, 
I didn't even know why I was crying. I knew I wasn't happy with how my life was. I knew that something was off, um, but I can just be sitting there thinking about something and would just start crying. And Mm -hmm. it took me a while to mention or 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 admit that that was depression because mm-hmm. usually you know I'll be in this space and I could just kind of go out in nature or listen to some music and I feel like okay I feel better but then the next day I'm like right back in this space have mm-hmm. you ever mm-hmm. suffered from depression and if so what are some of the things that you recognize to you know help you to recognize that it was depression if if that's mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. So this podcast is definitely uh, universe and spirit led um, because <laughs> depression, oh my gosh, is real. Yes. And depression has been, uh, and I, you know what? I was about to say depression has been my friend. <laughs> it's an enemy. So dep- depression has, oh my gosh, and I, depression is not a friend. Depression is an enemy. So, yes. but I was saying that just to be kind of, you know, funny a little bit because I do have a right. It's my bestie. <laughs> hey, depression girl, how you doing? <laughs> oh my goodness! But depression, yes. Um, I suffered with depression, and this was recently. Mm-hmm. Depression, one thing about depression is you, and this is my experience, you never know when and where depression will hit you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes depression can be for whatever. It could be, a, a for me, it, there were triggers. You know, yeah. um, depression can just come on and come out. And sometimes you don't even know why you are depressed. And honestly, I'm so glad that you asked that question. This is another one of my truths that I would like to speak. Um, I just recently came out of a depression. And so that's going back to one of the very first questions that you asked me, like, what what are you celebrating right now in your life? I'm celebrating being free from depression. When I say I was depressed for an entire two years, Mm. oh my gosh, I was depressed for an entire two years. I could not get that thing up off of me for nothing. And I'm just like, what is going on? You know, because like you said, I'm normally a happy person and I'm, I'm always just uplifting and motivating. And people didn't even know I was battling with depression Uh because in the midst of that depression, I'm still talking, I'm still uplifting, I'm Uh still speaking words. Uh And, Uh and at the same time I have to go home and I have to deal with this heaviness, this burden. It's like, where, what is this burden? Where is it coming from? And and I could not understand it. So I started reading about depression. Yep. You know, and I tapped into the spiritual side. I know there's a medical side. You know, they talk about the the manic, you know, depression. There there are different stages. Right. So I started, you know, reading the spiritual side of depression. So depression can can come when you feel so unbalanced. And I think this is where my my depression came in. I had got let go from a job that I knew that I was amazing at. And they found some bogus way to fire me and let me go. And that's what, that's what launched me into that two-year depression. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not good enough. You know, I just started questioning everything about, well, maybe I should have did this. And I started thinking about every opportunity that I had missed, every opportunity that I didn't take. And, oh, my gosh, that, that just it launched my depression. And from there, 
I was depressed for an entire two years. I could not shake it. Yeah. And I knew that it stemmed from me being uncentered. It stemmed from me not being, you know, living the way that I wanted to live, which mm-hmm. is a life to travel around the world, mm-hmm. you know, around the country to motivate, uplift, and inspire people. So, yeah, depression is definitely real. And, yes, two years of depression. I, I don't wish that on my worst enemy because yeah. it's a heaviness that you just cannot describe. It. It's It's like... It's like clothing that you wear, you know, but you, you can't take it off. It's like, I, I can't take this thing I off. I can't take so. this thing off. Yeah. And what's so funny about it is it's so important that you do have people in your space that you can be mm-hmm. transparent with and, and, yeah. and speak on this without them judging you or... Because for, mm-hmm. for a minute, like, I would try to express this to others, and it may come out in anger, and, or it may have come out mm-hmm. in however way, and they would look at me like I was crazy, like, as if Tracy is supposed to be just this one-dimensional, happy-go-lucky type of person. So when they saw yeah. this three-dimensional part of me or these other emotions that I'm supposed to have mm-hmm. as, a, as, as a spiritual being, it kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, through people back so I think it's important to just have someone that you can trust and share that space with and be transparent with it's yeah someone someone that is is very empathetic and Mm -hmm. because a lot of times like I'll have conversations with people and like you said them talking to come off as anger and and I'll just sit there and listen like okay I understand how you feel but you know, so it's just like you have to take that time. And like, and it goes back to that word when you said you're learning how to discern people. So it's like you have to really sit back and discern. It's like, is this individual angry at you or are they angry at their situation? Yeah. And if you just sit back and listen, you'll, you'll figure out what it is. And you're like, they just need somebody to talk to. They just need somebody to listen and let them talk without even interrupting, offering advice or your yeah. input or anything. So, yes, yeah. definitely. We do need that that safe space. And that's what speaking power to your truth is. It's a safe place where you can be transparent. And when you become transparent, you get loved on, you get uplifted, you get inspired, and it makes you want to go and do whatever it is that God calls you to do, whether it's be a caterer, a beautician, be the best at whatever that you are amazing at. So, yes. That's so Mm -hmm. true. So when you feel like giving up, what keeps you grounded and help you to keep going? I know you said that you have these inspirational speakers that you, you know, that you listen to that kind (laughs) of uplifts you. What else do you do to kind of, keep you in the game because it, it can get hard and sometimes we want to mm-hmm. throw in the towel and give up but what keeps Raquel in the game you know what sometimes I just be sometimes I, I just let myself feel whatever it is I'm feeling if I'm happy uh, I just be in that happy moment if I'm sad I'll be in that sad moment I, I don't try to change my mood it's mm-hmm. like because if I try to switch that mood it's like okay so I'm lying to myself now right. so Raquel you, you're trying to say you happy and you know you really said So it's just me just really just trying to keep myself grounded. I stay motivated. My daughter, she really keeps me going just to know that there is a a person that's going to come after me and she's looking up to me and she's watching children. They watch whether we know or not, you know, and everything that we say, everything that we do, they're going to one day mimic. So that keeps me going. People keep me going, knowing that there's a need on this earth people are just 
leaving up out of this earth. They're checking out. People are killing themselves left and right. If they're not killing themselves, they're being killed. People are struggling with depression. They're struggling with so many different things. And I believe that's the reason why we go through all of these things. It's because we can tell somebody else, you know what, if I've been through this, if I've been through through depression, anxiety, if I've been through singleness, single motherhood, whatever it is, you know, you can come out on the other side. You know why? Because I came out on the other side and if I can do it, you can do it. And that's what keeps me motivated, knowing that God needs me, you Mm. know, he needs me to activate and release what it is that he has placed on the inside of me because our gifts and our talents, they belong to him, and we have to release them, and we're going to release them whether we want to or whether we not. That's why we find ourselves going through certain things over and over and over and over and over again, because it's like God is saying, I got something that I need for you to release, and until you be obedient, and until you release what I am commanding to you release, you're going to keep on going through this. So now I am at a place where I am at total surrender, God, whatever it is that you need and want me to do, let let me know because I'm I'm tired of being disobedient. I'm tired of mm-hmm. going against the grain, you know. So that keeps me motivated. My daughter and knowing that people need me, knowing that somebody is gonna always need a word, and I have to stay ready in season or out of season. Whether I'm depressed, no matter my mood, it it doesn't it. I I cannot come off of my throne. I cannot come off of my post just because I'm depressed or just because I'm having, you know, relationship issues with a family member, or if I'm having trouble with my daughter at school, I can't come off that post. So people keep me moving, you know, and my daughter, that, that keeps me moving. I love that. And I'm rooting for you because I do feel like there's a testimony um, inside of you that people need to hear. I do feel like that you're you're one of God's best ideas as well. So um, oh, thank no. you. Thank you, thank so you for much. sharing and that. I know yeah. that about you. I know that about you. I knew that when I first met you and we were in the room and, you know, at towards the end, you know, everyone was just going around and they were kind of sharing, you know, what they took away from the conference and everything. And then also some people got a little bit personal mm-hmm. and I, I sat next to, we didn't sit like directly next to one another, but we, our tables were adjacent. Yeah. So I kept looking at you the entire time, and I'm like, wow, this woman is power be- powerful because I don't even know if you felt it, but you had this fire coming from you. Mm-hmm. And I felt it the entire time, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, she is powerful. She is awesome, and I knew I wanted to connect with you. I said, I said, God, I, I think I told you this. I said, I want to be her friend, but I don't know how to make friends, you know? So <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just step back. And if it's meant to be, our our paths will cross again, and surely they did, you know. So you are an inspiration. What you are doing is amazing, you know, with all of your efforts. And I see you out here doing everything with the homelessness. Like, I went through homelessness, and I think we've kind of been through some of the same things. Like, we've never really sat down and talked, per se, but, you know, you recognize, you know. Mm You know, real, recognize real. So you can kind of recognize, and I felt that fire coming from you. And I, I even spoke that, you know, when you were speaking, and, and I told you that people will be set free by the words of your testimony. Keep on talking. Keep on speaking. Never, ever be ashamed. So I feel that for you. I know God has amazing things in store for you, and this podcast is just your launch. 
that's it. That's all. So thank yeah. you, love. I appreciate that. And, and, that, and that actually means a lot uh, coming from you. So mm -hmm. thank you. Um, so who is God to you? Oh, my goodness. Who is God to me? Who Yahweh is everything. <laughs> everything. Like that to sum it up. And that's all that's he's it. always been everything to me. <laughs> even when I wasn't even when I didn't even want to be bothered of that. <laughs> even when sometimes my faith is low, he's been everything. Everything that I've ever been through in my life. He's walked with me, he's talked with me, he's covered me, he's protected me, he's led me, he's guided me, he's made ways out of no ways. He's been in every valley situation, yes. he's been on every mountaintop with me. So mm. wherever I am, he is. So God has been my everything. Everything. I, I stand on that. That's that's it. That's all. That's all I can say is he is everything. And that's it. everything to me. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Period, Pooh. Period. Period, Pooh. Period. I love yes. it. So yes. I know that I asked you to choose like five random numbers. So here are the questions that for response to oh, those okay. random numbers. Um, what are three words that describe you? Three words. I am very transparent. Mm -hmm. I and mean, I am very open. I will talk to a wall if it's off. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am very, um, I'm very down to earth. I'm very grounded, very aware. Mm -hmm. And then also I would use, I am very connected to people. I'm an empath. So I am able to feel people. I'm able to see people when they're trying to hide. Like I can just walk into a room and tap it and I'll be like, something is wrong here or something good is going on here. So I think those are the three words that would describe me. Yeah. And I agree. Like I remember one time, girl, we was talking, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. It was like a coaching session, girl. And you get to talk and I'm like, hold on. Is she feeling what's going on with me? What God said? <laughs> God has sent her to tell me something because everything that you were saying, I was like, oh, okay, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. I'm like, okay, maybe she feel this energy for me because I'm the same way. Yeah. Or, or maybe, yeah. Or, or is this her story too? So, no, I totally agree with all those three, uh, those three words. You're totally that. Um, what has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? What has been the biggest challenge for you? My biggest challenge, and honestly, current challenge, and I'm still working on this, is confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody has their challenges, and I'm so open and so transparent that I'm saying, you're like, girl, how you going to inspire somebody and you lack confidence? You know, well, hey, this is how I'm going to get it back. So confidence, you know, and just, you know, trying to recall and remember who I am. So confidence, that is something that I'm definitely working on and building it back up. and. I got to tell you, I don't be in full swing after a while, so. <laughs> and to follow up with that question, how does one find their, their confidence? Like, for me, it's like stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing I things was, that make I you I was just going to, oh, my goodness, I was just going to say, not listening to your fears. Yeah. Because I've listened to my fears all of my life. Yeah. And where has it gotten me? We just talked about depression, depressed for two years. Okay. So like you said, stepping out of that comfort zone and not allowing fear to dictate what you are and what you are not going to do, because guess what? 
fear is not going anywhere. So since fear is not going anywhere, okay, fear, so I'm going to use you to propel me. I'm going to turn this into a positive. So we have to use fear as a launching, as a propel, you know, to propel us into where we're trying to go. We have to do it afraid because fear is, is, is it's not going anywhere. And I believe, you know, fear, to me, is kind of a good thing, you know, yeah. because it, it, fear keeps you on your toes. It keeps that adrenaline rushing. You know, it's like fear, you have to depend on the spirit. It's like, okay, so man, I, what do I do? What do I say at this point? Fear keeps you dependent on your power source. Yep. So definitely. Yes. I love it. And <laughs> what do you know for sure? Like, what do you know? Just what do you know for sure? What do I know for sure? That is a very, very, very good question. What do I know for sure? Hmm. You know what? I you know what? And I like to take this this quote from one of my many pastors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I know for sure, and this is quoted by the Tavis by Tavis Grant. Okay. Okay, Tavis Grant the second. He's a pastor out of East Chicago, Indiana, amazing powerhouse. Okay. Um, and it's so simple. And he used to always say, tough times don't last, but tough people do. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I know for sure. sure. Because you can be down and out for a year, and that second year, oh, baby, it's on and popping. You back on your white horse, you know? So... Tough times don't last, but tough people do. And that's something that I know for sure because I've seen it over and over again in my life. Trouble times don't always last. They only last for a season, you yep. know. I love so that's that. that I know for sure. yes. Absolutely. Um, and what's one of the most ch- the most challenging things about being a single mother? The most challenging thing about for me about uh, about being a single mother is mother is overload. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you you are on overload. It's like because you have to be everything to your child. Although I'm I'm not a man and I cannot be a father, but I still have to in some type of capacity step in. You know, I have to be her provider, I have to be her protector. She's eight, so I'm basically still her eyes and her ears everything, you know, and and sometimes it is kind of overwhelming especially when you you don't have that that strong support system that you need to have. So that could become very overwhelming. So that's why it's so important. As we said, we build these community of women and men that we can depend on, that we trust. So when we do need relief, it's like, I just need a couple of hours, you know, yeah. not even a couple of days. I just need a couple of hours to regroup, to unwind, because you know what, if, if, if I stay, then I, I don't know what's going to happen. And you sometimes right. you just have to be honest and, and say that like you mean it, you know. So so being overworked and underpaid or not paid, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I know that. I know that it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off one day really soon. So, you know, but, yeah, being over, being sometimes just, you just, you just overbeared, you know. Yeah. Like you have this heavy burden being a mother, you know. Yeah. So, that, that that's the toughest part of, of being a single mother for me, you know, balancing everything. Because you not only do you have to balance your emotions, you have sometimes you have to balance your child's emotions. You know, exactly. you have to make them 
look at things in a different perspective. Also, why are you crying? You're crying because what? And you yeah. have to say, well, maybe you should look at this situation this way. So you, you just, ooh, it's rough. Yeah, and, and and that was one of the challenges with me too. Is is just trying to do everything by myself. I think once I start tapping into my village, um, mm-hmm. and asking for help, I think is when. Yeah. I mean, it still it still can be overwhelming, but mm-hmm. it just kind of takes that that extra load off the when you answer. are yeah yeah when, exactly. you, when you're able to ask for help. So yeah, thank you for speaking on yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. and your last question is, what makes a relationship successful? or healthy to you? Argument. Thank you. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> I, you know, arguments, arguments, communication, openness, transparency, compromise, those things for arguments. Because it's like when you, and I wouldn't even say arguments. That's not a, I don't want to use that word. I retract that word. Well, arguments are say, good. I'm going to say heated conversation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Disagreements, heated conversations. Just throw arguments at you. But, um, but yeah, so because it's like in, in, in moments of disagreement, you really get to know that person, mm-hmm. you know, and we have to understand in any relationship, whether it's an intimate relationship with a, a man or a family member or co-worker, there's always going to be some type of heated discussion. And that's where you get to really see that person, that person's true colors. I believe that that the arguments, they're, they're healthy for any relationship as long as they're, they don't end in like physical violence or Absolutely. verbal abuse or anything, you know, of that nature. It teaches you how to effectively communicate with that person. Yeah. You know? So it's like the next time around, it's like, okay, we're not going to argue about this because we argued about it before, you know? So yeah, it, it's for me, it's healthy. Yeah, you know? I think, it, I think healthy. so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so too, because it also is an indication that you are comfortable around this person when you're able to exactly to show and those type of feelings. Yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great, mm-hmm. great. And of course, compromise and all that other amazing, you know, stuff. You know, Absolutely. compromise and you know, listening and you know, the, the stuff that makes a relationship work. You know, yeah, you have to, relationships are hard. They take a lot of hard work. They, really, they do, really do. Mm-hmm. but they're worth it at the end if you really invest in them. Um, so that's great so that ends that portion of our connection um the last part is um what i like to call put an inspiration on it and so i'm going to give you just like this random word and i want to see how you can spin it into something like positive and inspirational that we can leave our listeners so are you ready yes okay (laughs) okay so your word is door like a door. Door. Okay, door. D O O R door. Hmm. Okay. Door. Wow. Door. Oh, how many open doors I've missed. <laughs> door. <laughs> don't miss your door. Please don't miss your door. Wait and listen for that door to swing wide open. You know, um, I just want us to always remember that that everything that we do in the beginning, like Becoming an inspirational speaker is not easy. You have to take unpaid gig after unpaid gig, you know, speak to two, three people when you think it's going to be a full room. Uh Uh, But you got to keep going and you have to keep pressing. And through all of that, those steps will lead you to your open door. An open door is going to propel you into a season like never before. So 
I just encourage people to to wait and listen for that open door. And while you're listening and waiting, just keep moving. I know it sounds like an oxymoron, but when we study the word of God, wait doesn't mean that you are just standing still and you're doing nothing. Wait means that you are serving while you are waiting for that open door. So we need to continue to serve while we are waiting for that open door. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Just for connecting with me and bringing that wisdom and that positive energy that only you can bring. Um, Mm -hmm. We we, we have to connect again. So again, just thank you so much. Yeah. You are so welcome. And and once again, thank you so much for pulling me on this journey because just like you, I need it too, you know, and it's like when like minds, come together and when God puts people together it, it's it's bound to combust and explode you know so Absolutely. this is just the many this is just the beginning of of many many connections God knows I mean oh my goodness like right now I just, I just see greatness I don't even know exactly what it is and where we're going to end up but I know it's someplace that's amazing yep. you know divine connections yes definitely And there you have it. And again, thank you all for joining me again for another episode of Wait on Purpose. And remember, this season of singleness is for a divine reason and a divine purpose. So I hope you find it and I hope you continue to walk in your true divinity and your personal power unapologetically. So until the next time, love, peace, and light. Bye. Love this episode on Wait on Purpose? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time.